guys. Hello. Operating Dr. Oob here. So this month we're gonna focus on immunity since we're now moving into the season where you start to get sick and our immune system ends up being a little lower than we want it to be. So we're gonna have a four part series. The first one is gonna be our gut and how it's related to the immune system and its role in the immune system. Then we're gonna tell you things that suppress your immune system, how to support your immune system, and then Dr. Oob's gonna dive into the differences between COVID and the flu and cold and what to expect. So. Sounds good. Yeah. So the first part of our how gut health affects your immunity, because we, as, as functional medicine, we, we generally have the saying that 80% of your immune system is based on what happens in your gut. Mm -hmm. And so that seems foreign because we, we really don't, most people don't walk around with raging intestinal in, infections and things. But if you think back to how children start in this world, how we all start in this world, it's a very, you put everything in your mouth. And the mm -hmm. theory goes behind why children put everything in their mouth the idea is that their immune system is very naive and doesn't know what's normal in their environment. So they're putting normal things that are in their environment into their mouth, which is ultimately exposing their GI tract when they swallow their saliva and all that. And that is allowing the immune system to start studying who, what's normal, what's supposed to be there, what am I used to seeing. That way when a foreign invader comes along and says, hey, I know what normal looks like, that's abnormal and I'm going to attack it. So there's, there's all kinds of immune reactions that happen in the, in the gut, and there's all kinds of things that can, of course, go wrong, which mm -hmm. we'll, we'll kind of get into the details. But the important part to realize is that if anything is going wrong in your gut, it will throw everything off mm -hmm. in your immune system. Right. So specifically, food is one of the big things that we, we talk about. So why don't you right. take that away, Aubrey? How does the food confuse the immune system or support gut health? So one of the biggest things is that we have to realize that the majority of our immune system is dependent on basically the microbes in our gut. They kind of teach our immune system how to react, right? So you have to, we'll dive into this in a little bit, but you have to also take into consideration, is your gut, do you have a healthy microbiome, right? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, do you have a, an abundance of beneficial bacteria and just a little bit of yeast, fungus, you know, pathogenic? You should always have a little bit. That's, right. you know, you're not gonna ever have 100% beneficial bacteria, but what's the balance there? Do you have severe dysbiosis where you're in treatment, you know, even at a practice where you have severe fungal or mold overgrowth, or do you have parasites, something that's compromising your microbiome? So you need to take that in con to s into consideration. But one of the biggest things is that food affects the immune system in multiple ways, because what happens is that a food can either be pro-inflammatory or anti-inflammatory, right? Food can also cause an immune response and a provocation, or it can just be nourishment to our bodies. I think one of the biggest things that we need to realize is digestion plays a huge key in this. So if you're not properly digesting your food, and we have a whole video on how this works, so please go refer to that. We're not gonna dive into that today. Right. Um, if you're not breaking down your food correctly, then basically what happens is our body's supposed to see a food. So let's see if we eat an apple right our body will break that down and go through multiple steps and eventually the bacteria in our gut go oh delicious they ferment the fiber they produce short chain fatty acids that help our immune system help our brain function and they actually build more beneficial bacteria but where we go wrong is let's say that you eat a ton of conventional apples right that have been sprayed with glyphosate or roundup or have some weird strange chemical on them herbicides you name it all of a sudden now you have a toxin attached to that food particle Right, and then it goes into your body, and now your gut goes, those bacteria who have this mimicry of they understand what food is, now they see, okay, I thought that was an apple, but that's actually toxic now. And now your body starts to react to those type of foods. Yeah. What can happen, oh, 
Well, I was yeah. going to add, in addition, those chemicals that they spray on conventional foods and things are designed to have a longer shelf life. Right. And some of those are antifungal, antibacterial. Right. So <laughs> that's what your gut is full of, is bacteria and fungus. So if you're constantly swallowing things that are antibiotic and antifungal, then it can create more disruption. Right. Yeah. And so we actually need to rely on those microbes to tell our immune system how to react, right? So if the majority of our food is going into our body, is toxic or is adulterated, hydrogenated, has the molecular structure actually changed like gluten nowadays, our body doesn't understand, those bacteria don't understand. Now you're damaging the beneficial bacteria that are needed to help modulate the immune system and you're increasing the growth of the pathogenic bacteria, the yeast and the fungus and the mold, which are known immune suppressors. Right. So I want to touch on that a bit because we, we commonly say immune suppression and it really in the functional medicine world, we kind of think of it more as immune confusion, but that doesn't sound as sexy as immune suppression. Yeah. So the, the idea behind mold or candida or whatever may be overgrowing your gut, it really is a, an, an, an immune confusion. It says, hey, look over there instead mm -hmm. of look in here because your immune system is really powerful. It's really good at what it does. But um, organisms, specifically mold, has learned to kind of evade your immune system. Lyme is another one. It's learned to evade your immune system. And one of the ways it evades it is says, hey, go look over there. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the theories behind why we believe mold and, and Lyme and all these other inflammatory conditions are associated with autoimmunity. Because your immune system is held to a very rigorous um, testing. Every immune cell that's created is tested to identify self. If at any point it identifies self, that immune cell is killed right on the spot. It's done. It's never, it never makes it out into the circulation. So how do, if that happens, then how do autoimmune cells make it out into the circulation? The idea is these immune cells have been confused and they are attacking itself unintentionally or there's so much inflammation in the body that it's just kind of attacking anything and everything. And then as Aubrey mentioned, there's also the molecular mimicry idea of, of why we develop autoimmunity. But we primarily, when we're treating patients with autoimmunity, we always go to the gut first. And in general, no matter what the gut issue, whether it be poor digestion, whether it be mold, candida, bacteria, whatever, we can normally see people 80% better just by treating their mm -hmm. gut before we even get into all the fancy detox, metals, all that stuff. Right. Because we talk about the bacteria, right, and their role of breaking down fiber and how you, in, in food in general, right, and they're kind of the forefront of, they decide what our food gets turned into. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a kind of an example of having a beneficial growth. But what can happen is when you have an overgrowth of yeast and pathogenic bacteria and fungus, you're contributing to things like leaky gut, right, intestinal permeability. You're actually mm -hmm. giving those microbes power, and those are, in, like, known kind of, facilitators of our immune system in a negative way. Yeah. So, and then one thing with leaky gut, we kind of want to bring that back, is when you have an abundance of yeast, fungus, and mold, and pathogenic bacteria, you already have some form of leaky gut, Yep. right? So whether if they created it, or if it was there first and they allowed it to grow, you have these intestinal barriers, right, these cells and they call it kind of permeability. And what we're talking about is paracellular, so it's between the cell. So what happens is that you're supposed to have really, really tight junctions, right? Nothing's supposed to get through there. Mm -hmm. If you were to try to pry my hands open, it'd be literally impossible. You may be a little stronger than me, but <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, impossible, right? But what happens is with poor diet, poor digestion, an overgrowth of the bad bacteria, and when you have toxins in your body, 
those cellular junctions end up becoming open. And what happens is that pathogens and toxins and food particles even, they go through and they, they cross that, that barrier. And what happens is anything that passes through here means there's a constant provocation of the immune system. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that because now you're reacting to almost everything, perfectly healthy foods, um, any kind of issue in your body that could be in your gut. Agreed. So testing the immune system is actually quite complicated and there's really no good one test like, oh, I'm gonna test my immune system. So really in, in the functional medicine world, we have to do a lot of kind of roundabout testing to mm -hmm. find out how well your immune system works. And so the kind of two ways you look at it is either if you have a lot of inflammation, then you know your immune system's confused and attacking self, so to speak. Or number two is if you're testing immune levels and you see low levels, then that indicates kind of, once again, immune suppression or once again, immune confusion. So the, the two ways you can do that, of course, inflammatory markers are, are easy to test. Any doctor can check them. HSCRP um, is, is an easy one that anyone, everyone can draw. An ESR, an estimated sedimentation rate, um, also called a SED rate. There's all kinds of other fancy things you can do, like a microalbumin creatinine ratio in the urine. Um, LPPLA2, myeloperoxidase, oxidized LDL, um, TMAO. Those are a little more complicated markers. But it, so if you want to ask your doctor for one marker, it's the HSCRP marker. That's the, the great, the best uh, marker. It doesn't, if it's normal, it doesn't mean you don't have an issue. But if it's abnormal, greater than one, then you know you've got some sort of inflammation. Yeah, we want less than one. Yep. The, the other marker that we like to look at, and once again, any conventional doctor can order this, it's, it's in a stool study, but it's, it's called a fecal secretory IgA. Mm -hmm. And this fecal secretory IgA marker is in your stool, of course, and it's a marker of how well your immune system is reacting to whatever's in, in the bowels. Now, this is an interesting marker because you don't want it too low, but you don't want it too high. So almost inevitably, whenever that marker is too low, whenever it's close to zero or undetectable, there's always candida or mold, one of the two growing in the bowels or the patient's exposed mm -hmm. to. Um, and then secondary, if the IgA is really high, the fecal secretory IgA is really high, not the blood, because you can do a blood IgA, but this is a fecal secretory IgA. Uh, I mean, if the blood is low, the same rules apply. But if the fecal secretory IgA is really high, then that says that you've got such a bad overgrowth in your bowels of whatever it may be, that your immune system is on high alert in an inflammatory state. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of the inflammatory immune, immune confusion, and then there's just the kind of immune suppression immune confusion. Mold and candida like to do the immune suppression confusion, mm -hmm. where typically bacteria love to cause the inflammatory version. Right. Because you and I see that um, most commonly with mold, especially mycophenolate or mycophenolic mm -hmm. acid, which mm -hmm. you all know in the hospital as Celsept, right? Which right. is a known immune suppressor. Right. So that's been a, a kind of interesting thing as we've learned more and more about mold and we test for mold. You can check a mycophenolic acid level, but mycophenolate is sold as a drug. Um, mm -hmm. Anyone with a transplant knows Celsept. Um, it's commonly used in, in autoimmune conditions, inflammatory conditions, but it's basically a mold toxin that they've designed into a drug to be an immune suppressant. So if that doesn't prove that mold is an immune suppressant, I don't know what, what other data you're looking for. Literally, Big Pharma took a mold toxin and turned it into an immune suppression drug called Celsept. And when our patients are taking Celsept and we do their mycotoxin testing, you can see it's outrageous levels of mm -hmm. uh, mycophenolate. Um, so yes, mold absolutely has figured out how to suppress and confuse your immune system. We don't know how it's done it, but it's a problem. Yeah, and the reason why we bring up all of these is because these are commonly overgrown in the gut, right? It's absolutely. different from systemic toxins that you can test, like mycotoxins or environmental toxins. 
this is live, living, growing mold, yeast, fungus in your bowels. And so I, I like the stool study too, because when you see that IgA, that stiff arm raised, it means there is something especially affecting that mucosal area and your immune system in your gut. Yeah. I think if that's a standard on every single test, I mean, people have figured it out. You right. know, your gut health determines your immunity. Absolutely. So Aubrey mentioned a, a phrase I often call the IgA, the fecal secretory IgA as a stiff arm. And so if you're familiar with football at all, I'm not the greatest football person, but if you're familiar with football at all, the stiff arm is like when you're when a player's running down the, the way, stiff arm is plant, um, <laughs> when a player is running down the way and, and someone, someone tries to tackle them, they just put a stiff arm, hit the, the face or the helmet, and then they basically can't tackle and they'll, they'll fall over. And so that's basically what the IgA is. The IgA is not really designed to be a killer. It's not designed to be a, I don't like, it's, it's not a don't come near me. It's a, I want you this far away. I don't want you any closer because then I'm upset, but I also don't want you any further. I just want you about that far away. So that's why we like to see that IgA in the middle. It doesn't need to be too low. If it's immune suppression, it doesn't mean to be too high. It means the immune system's active and irritated. Right. Um, we'll, we'll get into kind of treatment and other things we can do in the gut. But um, one thing we want to mention, at least right now, as a takeaway message is um, Saccharomyces boulardii is one of our favorite probiotics to add. Yes, we pretty much put everyone on it, including ourselves. And the reason why a Saccharomyces boulardii doesn't actually grow inside of the human intestinal tract, but it, for some reason, kills bad bacteria, kills yeast and fungus, and to date, it is the only thing that I know that boosts IgA fecal secretory IgA. So if you get your doctor to order a fecal secretory IgA, we do the full panel stool study through Genova called GIFX. There's other labs that do it. Um, so if you do that whole panel, you'll see your fecal, fecal secretory IgA, but any doctor can order that. And if yours is low, definitely add SACB. Even if yours isn't low, add SACB. If you're alive and a human, add, add SACB. Sac Just add it, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, and SACB can easily be found. The probiotic we usually use uh, that has it is called Ultraflora Spectrum. It's from Metagenics. You can buy it on our store if you would like. Um, but SACB can also be found over the, uh, just regular over the counter. Mm -hmm. um, it's made as a, uh, not a prescription, a brand name called Flora Store. Um, and so that's a decent version of SACB, not our favorite, but really easy to find. Mm -hmm. Right. Perfect. And so what I think some things to take, in, or take into consideration, right? Understand, do you have overgrowth? Do you have mold, candida, fungus, yeast? If you're always getting sick, have your doctor or your nutritionist check your gut health with a stool study, a urine study, whatever you need. Stool study is our preference, but if you need to check anything else, look at that too. Um, be aware of food sensitivities and allergies. So are you eating those highly inflammatory foods, which we'll dive into next video. Um, and then just go look at lifestyle too, which we're also gonna dive into. Perfect. Cool. So check out our next video. Perfect, and hit subscribe. And the little bell to get alerts when we make videos so we can constantly be in your feed. <laughs>